Right. Okay then. Well, let's just let's do it. Let's just do it then. Backstage. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Such and Such podcast. I am your host, Chris, and as always, I'm joined by my faithful, faithful companions, Isaac and Louis. Oh, you know. How, <laughs> how are you guys? What's going on? Uh, are you all right? Are you, <laughs> all right? Are you guys relieved to, uh, for it just to be the, the three of us today? And um, yeah. Yeah, without are. someone else that we uh, we won't yeah. mention today. In fact, I'd say... I'd say... I think we like to. We owe the the people an apology. <laughs> <laughs> episode Chris, three never apology. happened. Yeah, if, if anybody tuned <laughs> into episode three of the Such and Such podcast, it was dark times. Um, it was very we had, dark um, times. We had a guest on for the first time, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it was, uh, it was our, our good good friend, good acquaintance Tom. Mm. And um, yeah, um, we just. Basically, we'd just like to apologise. Yeah, we, we <laughs> did not expect expression. that much, like, racism and, and threatening <laughs> language, really, in that fucking... Jesus, I mean... And uh, oh, allegations me, was, <laughs> towards, towards, towards Louis over As here. soon as, like, the first words came out of his mouth, I really just thought, you know, this is definitely... We are risking a lot by releasing this episode. <laughs> like, oh my god. So we pissed off a lot of people. We did not get cancelled. Do not watch it. Yeah. Do not watch do, episode do not three. watch episode three. It's lost media. Lost media. <laughs> oh, this is the red mist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we're we do we yeah we'd like to apologise for that and it's okay because today we're back we're back just the three of us nice cozy corner stuff yeah without Tom's without Tom's without Tom incessant. Second talking. Lewis all Hamilton. All the time. Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton is back. The goat. Lewis Hamilton's the throat goat is back. Throat goat. Why have they hear those words one more time when describing um, Sir Lewis James I think, Hamilton? Um, I think what Louis was actually referring to was little plan that we um we hatched. Um, I think what that was episode one actually. Pretty sure we mentioned that. Oh, the Lewis Hamilton um, episode. In uh, yeah, in which we oh, no we way. basically just which let you one. um we say we Lewis let me ramble on about Lewis and, Hamilton. and you you do an entire segment, the entire show, actually. I get to talk about <laughs> Lewis, Carl, Davidson, <laughs> Hamilton for an hour. You do. We just like well, to, um, fifty minutes. Yeah, fifty minutes. Exactly. Ooh. We just like to um. We just like to know your thoughts and opinions on oh, Formula One start? champion Jeez, Lewis Hamilton, yeah. greatest oh, of all time. I, greatest goat. I turned into a, a, a football fan. You know, I was I was close. I was I was close to uh, the reaction of a, a football fan um, when Lewis Hamilton didn't win the uh, the, what? Uh, the twenty twenty. Lewis Hamilton win. Uh, World Championship. Always wins. Um, so I'm, I'm quite quite pleased that yeah the man didn't win. But where to start? I mean, I know a good couple of people that know people that know people that have seen Lewis Hamilton in real life um, and like like met met him. Um, you know, uh, girl, girl A, my uh, dearest, oh, yeah? dearest girlfriend. Um, she, like, I think her mum, like, has a friend that um, is like a, an F1 engineer or something. Um, and like, they, they're not like a, a main sort of engineer, but like, so they're sort of like a, a part of that, 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 right. that field anyway. Um, but they did end up meeting Lewis Hamilton, being in the, in the paddock, and he's just such a dick. Apparently, really. <laughs> He, what does he do? Well, he's just got like no real like compassion no or anything. He's just no, no. He's just he's a tar, apparently, um, <laughs> and he is really picky about doing any kind of signings or autographs or anything like that. And he's um, he's just got this negative towards like, things. And I, and I also don't agree with a lot of the things that he um, that he is about. Really, um, obviously, obviously. Uh, that can be taken quite badly because he does a lot of things for uh, ch- charities and everything. I'm not saying that you know he's not. I disagree. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying I disagree with his charity work or, or his. Um, no, I yeah, disagree but... with his charity. Work. I do I, have I, a disagree I, with. However, <laughs> I don't do, know what is fucking. I do disagree with the way he um, he conducts himself and the how he can be quite hypocritical sometimes mm. um, when it comes to his his views. So one example. Um, is at the uh, the Saudi Arabia um, Jeddah. Yeah. Oh, I fucking love this. Yeah. Um, and you know, he said 
he says that he wasn't gonna race at the uh, Jeddah Grand Prix because uh, obviously his whole platform uh, over the last couple of years has been completely about you know equality. He's worn t-shirts, you know, he's got into trouble for wearing t-shirts, um, you know, and 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 he said he wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna race uh, or he wasn't gonna he didn't want to race, mm. um, and he was uh, really annoyed about it and he wouldn't stop going on about you know. Saudi Arabia Grand Prix and how you know it's a, it's terrible I will human, never race Saudi Arabia yeah, Grand Prix. Terrible human rights, you know, going on in Saudi Arabia mm. and how it's a disgrace that Formula One were going to this place when their motto at the minute is like we race as one. Um, it doesn't quite work when you go to this, you know, this country. Um, but then he won the race and celebrated in <laughs> normal fashion, um, completely fine, not even really a word about it. So <laughs> I will just, never race in Saudi Arabia. Wins. It's definitely one of wins few, the fucking race. A few examples of his uh, mm. general hypocrisy, really. Yeah, um, he yeah. strikes me as one of those. Um, you see those videos of like on like YouTube and things where it's like I'm a multi-millionaire CEO and this is my this is my morning routine and they're all just yeah. like oh, psychopaths. They're oh, all yeah. like <laughs> basically I just I just look at myself in the mirror for an hour and I just stare at my eyes. <laughs> and it's uh, just like we, they've just got that vacant look about I, um, I go yeah. for a long drive. I come back. I go to the <laughs> gym and then when I'm eating my breakfast, I actually multitask by answering uh, emails and like boring emails. Um, and then, Whoa, that's smart. By twelve o'clock, my that's, that's my day done. Really, I've done my emails. I've had my break, my breaky. I've hit the that's gym. True. I've looked at myself in the mirror. <laughs> Go back for a snooze, really. Yeah. You just—he strikes me as one of those kind of complete empty voids of people that only exist at this moment in time to just give themselves more money, and they just sort of. <laughs> That's yeah. it. They just kind of I mean, go. I'm just doing it now. I I don't know how fair it is to say that he's um a complete empty shell of a person. I mean, I know he wants to. He's trying to better himself beyond the realm of uh, just racing. I think um one one of the things. The fuck else can he even do? Well, one of the th- <laughs> oh, no, exactly. But one of the things he's he's always for is kind of like. Uh, he wants to be like a musician or something like that. Oh, fuck. Oh, does he? Does he? And he wants to like bigger and... Yeah. I don't know what it is. They do tend to do that. I want to be a musician now. It's like, you know what? People will make the music for me. I'll just put my name all over it. Exactly. However, I do resent a little bit the fact that he um he's always like getting grand pianos like moved by people like to his hotel rooms like every night. Oh, and does he know his way around it's a piano? Just, like, he knows his way around the piano. Money gets you. <laughs> money does get you. I I love I to think that that's just some kind of like money sink where he's like, okay, I've got so much money. You know, I don't know what to spend it on. I've already bought out all of the after eights in this hotel. <laughs> let's let's do something funny, right? Let's get a bunch of people to bring a piano, up, bring a piano upstairs into my room room. room and then tell them to bring it back downstairs and just pay yeah. each time. Just if, I was just, if I was just filthy rich, I'd just get a team of, of like two or people three guys needless tasks. carry a grand <laughs> piano up to a room just so I can greet them and say, sorry, mate, wrong room. <laughs> oh, you got the wrong room. Keep changing room and paying them every time. I mean, <laughs> above all else, though, he's, uh, in, in my opinion, he's not the best sportsman um to be honest mm. uh, you know he's uh he accuses other people of being unsportsmanlike particularly max verstappen over the last year mm. but to, to be honest the way he's acted and the way he uh he's in no position the way, at all. the way he holds himself he's he's not the most sportsmanlike person that um that i would say it's on on the grid um at the time, <laughs> so you know uh, i'm i'm interested there. to know like when you said about him having a negative attitude about autographs, right? Say yeah. I'm, I'm an adoring fan of Lewis Hamilton, right? I'm like, Lewis Hamilton, don't go forever. It's not my deck anytime, right? <laughs> I come up to him, I'm like, Lewis Hamilton, I love you, bro. Love all your work. We would suck your deck for free. Sign my, you know, sign my, I don't know, my pelvis. Or just yeah. sign my, this bit of paper. It's completely normal. How would okay. you think he would respond to that? Um, well, considering it's you running up to him, going, Lewis Hamilton! <laughs> Sorry, my, my pelvis! <laughs> Probably not. Okay, um, wait, wait, what if it was a. Okay, it was normal, it was right? Just, so it's it not me. <laughs> it's not you. Someone going on to like, Lewis Hamilton, I'm a big fan of yours. I think I think I really loved your work in Saudi Arabia. I thought you really stood up <laughs> to those bullies in Saudi Arabia. Those bullies. And um, then won the race anyway. You showed them. Can you well, sign I, this bit I, of paper? I'm sure he'd still you know, he'd sign things every now and then. I mean,. I obviously don't know the complete you know, facts and details of what every every single thing that Lewis Helmson does. Um, it's just that I have heard that um, 
he's got this negative kind of attitude around yeah. him when he's in um, this, the paddock at the time um, of, of like the weekends and things. And I mean, I'm sure he greets and you know plenty of fans and things, and he probably you know makes makes wonders love happen. To them. Goes, yeah, it makes makes love to the, <laughs> uh, to the fans. <laughs> um, so I, I I couldn't completely comment on that, um, but I'm sure. True. Yeah. Well, you know. So uh, basically, if Lewis Hamilton, we could get him on the. <laughs> yeah, next <laughs> guest. Next guest, Lewis Hamilton. Be fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Quite good. Yeah. We'll pay you it's an exposure. Weird. You know how like people when they when they have never met a celebrity but they adore them, they kind of like a lot of them don't see them as a human being. They see them as like a deity. It's yeah, weird yeah. having that sensation for someone who uh, like. What, for me, I've never met him, but I'm not a fan of his, so I don't. I still don't see him as a human, but I see him as like this, 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 this boogeyman almost. No, exactly. I know what you <laughs> like, mean. I mean, he's uh, he's basically developed this whole political platform around him, and I think the big reason why the majority of people dislike Lewis Hamilton, at least out of the people that dislike him, um, the main reason is uh, because it stopped becoming about um, the actual racing when it comes to uh, watching their favorite show, Formula One. Um, because it's just Lewis Hamilton not shutting up about world events, and people have had enough of world events. They just want to watch the, the yeah. Race you go to watch the, you watch the racing to get away from here, having to you, fucking you hear about the world events um, or whatever. But you know, he became a, a vegan. I don't know four or five, oh, years, four, four or five years ago, and he hasn't isn't just shut up about it since. Like oh, that's all he talks about. Oh my god, the um, vegan way. Yeah, it's just a, the, the like, vegan way. Well, I don't care about anyone's diet. I don't know what it is with people. They think like, oh, I really need to shove it down people's throat. I don't care if you were a fucking carnivore, mate. Just shut up. <laughs> no, exactly. Well, that's the problem as well, isn't it? With like these celebrities that already have a following. Is that there are some nutters that genuinely do. They'll be like, oh my god, I wonder what you. Because you see all these like things, these like magazine articles and things like that, where it's like Daniel Radcliffe found at Costa Coffee having yeah. a, a double cream latte. It's like yeah, who cares? Who's wow. Daniel Radcliffe located? A celebrity <laughs> located. doing like mundane thing, yeah. really. Um, and, a fucking coffee. Yeah. Like, why? Oh, man. Who cares? But it's like, there's got to be some nutters out there that are like reading this stuff. Yeah, oh, do you think bit, he yeah. likes a mocha light? Probably. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm I don't sure actually know any coffee. <laughs> well, Send another letter to him. I mean, a mocha would be would be a coffee. Um, I think the main the main reason people look at um, like the, the main reason that media around this happens is because, well, it's because people watch it, it's because people view it. Um, yeah. So, for that, I mean, there must be some reception to uh, when people will be like, "Oh, Lewis Hamilton's uh, he went to went to Sainsbury's last week actually and <laughs> bought, him, bought himself a, a loaf of Hovis." Imagine Lewis Hamilton that buying himself his own things. I highly doubt that. Though. He bought a <laughs> loaf of Hovis. Is it Hovis? I thought it was pronounced Hovis. Uh, I was yeah, I was pronounced it Hovis. I've <laughs> never heard it pronounced Hovis Hovis. I've never heard it like, pronounced meant ever. To be, like, like, this is the first time. You know, like the English language. You know, like, like, if it was like one O, if there was two Vs, it would be Hovis. But there's a uh, one Hovis. V. I've never seen Hovis. two Vs. I don't no, think. there's not two Vs. There's one V. But if there was two Vs, it would be Hovis. Don't, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, we are not anyway. explaining the English language to Louis within the no, I don't think that would be possible. <laughs> Special length episode for that. <laughs> within Just a list of things that Louis wants to know about. And he basically just asks us. Goes <laughs> anything. Louis, what's something you want to know? Something that, something. that maybe you, you haven't quite gotten around to because it's not like that important. Oh, it's like you just think life. Yeah, but you just think like, how's that work? You know? Well, what's going on in your mind? So, like, I've only just sort of uh, figured out toilets, right, and how they keep the water the same level. I think what? it's to do with air bubbles. Like, how they keep the water the same level. You know when you take a piss, right? Like, how come the water level doesn't rise? <laughs> and so I'm thinking there must be some kind of, like, weight sensor, right? So when, when you add additional weight piss to, the, to the, wa the weight of it, the water... But I've since figured out that it's just, like, when, when you take a piss, you add to the it's like so you know in like a milk bottle they've got the handle and the handle's part of the bottle right and then when you pour the milk in it always it's always at the same level from uh, on the handle to the rest of the bottle the milk is always at the same level yeah it's like that in the toilet they've got like a, a bit that goes up like a lip uh, on the other side and then no it just goes nowhere it's just 
It's the hole. It's and then the it hole. falls down. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't understand well, how the flushing works, though. So like that's fucked bend. up. Bro, like, flush, I don't <laughs> understand. Well, the flush... I... Probably. Where does all that water come from? Like, what the fuck? Look up, like, how a Where does that works. come from? <laughs> I, I've never looked, paid too much attention to it myself. Um, really Some poor that. bloke living behind your walls that has to pump it. <laughs> Have to sift behind. through all of it. <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, I, yeah. No, uh, I actually have no, no comment on that, actually. It's really <laughs> quite difficult to answer. That was always a great fear of mine as a kid. Whenever so- I can't remember even where I first heard it, but when someone was like, "Oh, you know, it's like any kind of water that we use uh, in our house from your toilets and stuff," it gets like, like uh, uh, what, like filtered and cleaned and like put through, and then we digest oh, it again. Yeah. And I, I was like, I'm never drinking from a tap again. Shit water. No, <laughs> we're all drinking shit water. <laughs> and I always just had this thing that, like, one day the manufacturing plants would just stop working and I'd, like, turn on my tap and just shit would come out of the sink or something. And I'd just be like, oh, no. This I wouldn't be afraid of that, though, because you don't have to drink. You're like, if you see shit come out of your tap, you're like, okay, I'm just not going to drink it. I'd be horrified. But also, do you not, like, preemptively put your hands under a sink when you turn it on? You ever just, like, go, uh, and then, like, you pretty much you've lunged in before the uh, water. Well, you know, that wouldn't even be that bad, because I'll just, like, I'll turn it on and be like, oh, put the shit in my hands, I'll just go wash my hands. Uh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah. What do you mean? Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. oh, there's shit in my you hands. You can't wash your hands anymore. Exactly. You can't wash it off. off with more shit water. <laughs> oh, and that brings no. us uh, onto today's sponsor, um, Ultra Water Filters. Um, <laughs> they are the perfect jug for all the family. You can put it in your fridge. You can put it on oh your God, work but surface. Like, but what would you do though? Yeah, if you pl- if your hand was like, if you managed, if you somehow like got the shit on your hand from from the shit water. From preemptively like cupping your hands underneath, ready to drink it, and like as it reaches your mouth, you you catch a whiff of shit, and you're like, wait a minute, this is shit water. Ooh. Then it's what do like you do? Because you can't wash your hands. <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> exactly. This is oh, the shit paradox. Oh, fuck. <sighs> Go outside. Go outside, find a puddle. But now you've got what, run around. Better, yeah, I don't really see any. That's rain. You can't do anything for the rest of the day that requires clean hands because you just oh, fuck. Oh, I can't eat. I can't... You can't eat because you'll get. Poisoning or some crap. Cholera. Poisoning. <laughs> poisoning. Shit poisoning. Shit poisoning. No. What's gonna do? That's fucked <laughs> up. Yeah, that's exactly. That is a perfectly See? rational fear. Now that I've yeah. just thought about it, but keep bottled water. That's my advice. Yeah. Only yeah, bottled water, water gang. I'm afraid. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot better, really. And although we do have a, we do actually have a filter. Isn't it? We're all Ooh. middle class. Oh, We've got yeah. a water joke. Whereas us peasants are just bottled water because we're scared of our things. Evian. I'll have you know that I'm fucking Buxton, alright? Oh, <laughs> I think uh, I use. Uh, what's the like, coconut looking one? What? <laughs> they coconut water now? No, uh, that's like... another thing. What the hell? Why are there milk? <laughs> Why is there coconut milk and coconut water? What, what's the difference? With the water's like directly from the coconut. Yeah, the milk. Is so like where's the milk come from? From the plant. Yeah, the milk is like I don't know what you'd really call it. It's like kind of like an extracted kind of thing. Yeah, like okay, yeah. It's like oh, a so milk is just a prank coconut term thing. for it. It's a prank coconut thing. Prank yeah. coconut. Like <laughs> it's fucking disgusting. It's anyway. like almond milk and all that. Yeah. Almond, makes, um, almond milk is the biggest amount of fucking bullshit I've ever had. <laughs> and, and this time I have actually tried it as well. I have he has tried, tried. He has it. tried his greens. He did way? not like them. It tastes like <laughs> it tastes like a cat regurgitated it. Not too long after a they'd cat. already swallowed it. Like it's not puke, but it's like it's like it's, it's been puke. down a cat. It's slightly better than puke. That's all right. <laughs> I'm actually, I actually, I've become quite accustomed to it um, because. Uh, I'm, We've always had it in, in my, my family. It's always been a thing, an item in my fridge, um, almond milk and various uh-huh. alternative milks. So I'm, I'm quite suited to poor it now. Thing, it's, you it's poor fine. thing, you poor thing. I'm afraid. I dislike straight it. from the other, I'm afraid. <laughs> Call me traditional. Straight from oh, the I other. I still drink milk. Um, I still put milk on my cereal. I, I used to drink glasses of milk. I've stopped doing that. I don't find it like... Uh, it's just, it's just um, uh, drinking... Just milk straight up without anything else. Just that doesn't. I do that. I do that. I don't. I do that. I I don't know. There's just something about. I can't yeah, me too. Like I'm like, yeah, I like a good bit of milk. Sometimes yeah, I'm in the mood for water. Sometimes I'm in the mood for milk. It's like you yeah, ever just it, get that? 
I, no, like, I sometimes... just turn to, you know, Stella or something. <laughs> sometimes it's not a matter Conversely. of refreshment. Sometimes I'm just like, I need to fill the mm. rest of my stomach. Otherwise, I'm going to feel hungry <laughs> the rest of the day. I just need some milk. Well, I fine. don't know, man. <laughs> I respect your opinion. Some people think it's really <laughs> weird to just drink milk. Like, some people really, like... <laughs> yeah, some people are quite, re yeah, really well, against the idea. I don't think it's completely generous. And I, I did it a lot uh, when I was younger. I, I just... And milk was a very normal thing up, up till uh, not really that many years ago. Um, probably yeah. like 12, 13 when I stopped actually just drinking milk for the sake of it. What um, was that conspiracy against milk that you were telling me about? Oh, there's plenty of conspiracies against milk. Um, there's one thing about... Um, about how, cow's uh, milk or something. Yeah, about how well, cat cow's milk has a lot of um, extra sort of... You know how they put... They inject cows with uh, various things yeah. to make them um, like make their udders like bigger and stuff. Make them well, yeah, but like don't they inject sort of plants with all kinds of shit as well? And we still eat and it's fine. Um, like like plants are all. That. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, well, yeah, I mean, most been... things are genetically modified. I mean, genetically most, modified yeah. isn't a bad thing, really. Yeah. I mean, it's like we just assume it's a bad thing because we yeah, think exactly. of conspiracy well, yeah, theories. Of it's a sci-fi thing. I think a big a big <laughs> problem with it is is uh, the. There's like the certain things they put into cows, and you can probably dig up a lot of a lot of the things they give cows to make them. And and also there's like the ethical side of things as well with cows. Um, mm. And that's that's an entire argument to be uh, or debate to be had, really. Because shop local basically um, is what is, is our message. Yeah, today. shop local. So, shop local. Sorry, the shop local. Local Tesco. <laughs> <Yeah, exactly. laughs> I've got a co-op. Got, you got a co-op. <laughs> that's that's my local co-op supporting British farmers today. <laughs> Um, oh, but, I mean, that's the yeah the one the one main um, conspiracy theory against uh, against drinking milk is like the the things they put in um, they give cows to make them um, larger and to make them produce more milk uh, and yeah. then the stuff that they give the cows then going to, into the milk um, mm. which can potentially give those have bigger others. Um, <laughs> it does sound it does no. sound a bit weird that they're putting things into cows. I feel like it should just be a breeding thing, you know. Like unfortunately, the, the, um, best cows the, the farming industry um, yeah. for cows is so stupidly massive and yeah, such a high demand for it. Yeah. Um, it would not be possible to just breed them just normally. It almost forces all... people to be unethical yeah. about, about exactly. Animals. That's that's yeah. the thing. It's, it's really the, fucked up. As always, it's easier to be unethical in this situation because yeah. you know, we I mean, all grown up drinking milk. It's very normal. Um, and so for some people to like just stop drinking milk is ludicrous. Mm. Uh, I mean, even I put it on my on my breakfast cereal, uh, knowing full well like you know maybe it's maybe it's bad. But who knows? Isaac loves a bit of Weetabix in the morning. I love a bit of Weetabix. I love a bit of Shreddies. I love my <laughs> I think it's the same with the like entire meat things. industry, isn't it? You know, it's kind of like. Oh, it definitely is. I mean, I, I know. Mean, I, I imagine yeah, it bothers veal and shit. Like that's <laughs> like why? <laughs> like, that I imagine point. it bothers some people a bit more than than others. Like, I mean, to be honest, I mean, I know in this country and in a lot of other countries, they they say that they, or in abattoirs and things like that, they try and make it the most painless thing ever. I mean, obviously they have. <laughs> They have bolt guns and things like they that as a way guns. to euthanize cows. It's basically, you know, it's basically just a pressured power bolt that comes out of a gun, yeah. and it's supposed to immediately, instantly kill the cow, and then they hoist it up and and, and do their yeah, thing yeah, and yeah, chop exactly. it up. But that takes time, <laughs> and to, to get a cow in a pen and then to actually properly bolt it. Whereas it's exactly. much easier and much more effective to just get the cow, hoist it up, cut its throat, and there you go. It's game over. I personally don't care. However, I imagine <laughs> yeah. for some people, I the idea that the meat you're eating, I'm, you know, got executed. I'm uneasy about it. Yeah. Because I'm like, you know, I, I, I'll eat meat, I don't care. But like, I don't know, the same, there are certain th levels for me. I, <laughs> I don't even, because it, it's weird as well, because I can't control it. But like, if I, if I, like, I would never eat veal because I don't want to contribute to the most, like, fucked up inhumane, like, knowing that it's that inhumane every time when they make veal right but if it's just a like a hunk of lamb and i say just a hunk of lamb it's still a baby but like i don't know i don't it's just, i don't know i like meat but <laughs> I, 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 i'm not i don't disagree with uh, vegetarians and vegans when they say it's fucked up so i don't yeah, know exactly. i mean you only have yeah, to I listen to um, i mean what Joaquin phoenix um you know as we all know and love <laughs> as uh the um actor the actor joker um, he, he's he's on a very, very uh, long documentary on uh, on mm. on all of that. I actually cannot remember what it's called. Um, I'll get back to you on that one. But it's, it was quite interesting. He basically talks about every 
um, yeah. animal, every like meat product, right down to like fish and all that. Even because mm. you've got pescatarians as well. Um, I, I feel like a lot of people bad. are going pescatarian these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Because common, but it's even uh, the fish I, industry is yeah, just I mean, as bad. It's yeah, it's not it's not much better really. I mean, we over over fish and you know, the fish probably aren't too happy about that. The main reason people become like, what well, is this? Are you taking a piss? Why, like, main, where's all my family gone? Main reason people become pescatarians is because it's, uh, I suppose, it's like more ethical to eat fish because they are not of the same sort of intelligence, I suppose, as a cow. They're just subsidiary. Well, yeah. But I mean, like, chickens but, and pheasants are fucking, like, they're stupid. Fucking morons. They just <laughs> yeah. run out into the road. Yeah, like, exactly. come on. Um, but I think. I, it, I, could, it, see, it, I could see, like, a, a cod doing the same thing. Or a cod even avoiding that. Surely. You could, can't you? A cod, a cod would avoid a car. Yeah, that's for sure. And especially a sardine. Like, like they'd just they'd be out of there. <laughs> they'd get out of the way. They wouldn't do it. I mean, hell, I I came like inches today. In fact, I don't even know whether I did or not. I may or may not have run over a pheasant today. Just oh, yeah. legged <laughs> it in front of my car. Legged Absolutely it. Absolutely ridiculous. And I was like, What's Stupid. Um, yeah, they, they don't it. they don't stop. Uh, I've noticed pheasants. They they if you <laughs> they see don't. one at the side. They, regardless of cars that are going, that they're going to chance it anyway. So they just walk yeah. across, regardless of like their yeah. surroundings. This really terrible judgment. Like, <laughs> come on. Like you think at this point, you know, give it a few more years, and hopefully they would have like evolved to realise that those big metal things that go <laughs> past them every single day. Well, because all, all the ones have had any experience with those yeah, things have fucking died. died. None of them have made a near miss or anything. They've all died. <laughs> they've all died. No, they, like, they haven't lived to tell the tale. So no. <laughs> Basically, they just need to get out of the road, really. Come on, did you not see <laughs> the changes? To the, did you not see the changes to the to the um, highway code, oh. the hierarchy? Oh, yeah, if, yeah. It, to be fair, yeah, if, if the pheasants start going towards the junctions, they have every right to, <laughs> to not get run over. I'm sorry, so. that that is the most ridiculous <laughs> thing. That specific rule, just in case anybody didn't know, there was one certain thing that was changed in the, the highway code, which was if a pedestrian is stood like ready to cross the street at a corner, you as the the car has to stop. <laughs> if you're turning into a corner, they you actually still have car. to stop. It's not the pedestrian to has to go all shit yeah. and then go back. You yeah. have to then stop and the give way to a person carry around the corner. Anyone that... listening to this while driving, yeah, we just saved you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> don't run <laughs> over that pedestrian. Well, yeah, don't, don't kill any pedestrian. <laughs> and it was quite surprising because when it was released, there was like only a third of people that knew about this new rule. Um, so that's quite funny as well because people. It's just going to cause lots of. Uh, I think it's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I um, just don't understand that because I mean, if yeah. you just slow down, people are going to be like, "What? The f- what are you doing? It's a corner. You're you're, you're turning." Yeah, exactly. At a bend. If you just stop just like, all yeah. of a sudden. Yeah. So you got to give way. The fucking pedestrian can wait. It's a corner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah and, and like as a pedestrian, I I like always make sure there's nothing coming into the corner. Like I'll even look yeah. like behind. Even knowing that, to see if anything's yeah. gonna turn in, because I don't want to get fucking run over. <laughs> exactly. Even even with this new rule, I wouldn't chance this hierarchy oh, because no. hold on, if one of us makes a mistake and I walk out in front of a car, You're who's going one. to be more injured, <laughs> me or the car? The car. Yeah. I'll just yeah. let the car go past. But no. And then no, it's like a decent chance of either patience. like loss or, or inactivity of a limb or fucking death. So that's great, you know. <laughs> I think exactly. I'll take my chances, yeah. Thanks, Highway Code. <laughs> Morons. That was the Highway Standard. Code segment of the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little rant of the, the Highway I, Code. I have actually I have found it. It's um, Earthlings, um, which is uh, Joaquin Phoenix's um, documentary about uh, sort of hum- just general humanity's use of um, animals as not just meat but also as pets and food and mm. um, clothing uh, entertainment. I, think, seen it, yeah. um, I think I'm not I'm not sure how opposed I would be to like uh, an, an entirely alternative like a diet in t- that is alternative to meat as long as it gives me the same like benefits I guess or, or yeah. similar enough benefits. Yeah, of course. I'd have to try it. I really like I'm open. But yeah. I, I'm definitely open to trying it for, for a bit at least. I, I think at the minute, um, at the rate it's going, at, at some point hopefully it will be um, sustainable for um, not just people that are you know, well enough off to pay that extra pound extra for milk or, and such and various products. Hopefully it becomes a bit more accessible to 
um, the lower income households um, because I, I think it's to have the full nutrition that you would um, as you would with meat um, sometimes you know in certain situations you do have to spend more I'm sure there's plenty of people so otherwise like oh no you can have a completely perfect vegan lifestyle and uh, and spends you know even less but I'm, I'm sure the stuff that you're actually eating because the, the big part of the vegan lifestyle is to eat not just not meat but also to eat more healthily and have yeah. a better lifestyle yeah. and to do that uh, just factually and throughout history to, to do to have a better healthier lifestyle you do have to have slightly more money um, and that's why yeah, oh, yeah. Like, you look at like, kings in the in the past and you know how they've like lived longer or they have more lavish lifestyles and things because they can eat what they want because they've got the, the right things you can date back as far back in history as you go oh um, uh, yeah i mean it's, it's you know, the same now with just an average life expectancy it's, it's, yeah exactly it's richer just, countries have people that live longer i mean course. just on a massive demographic oh no it's, it's yeah uh, absolutely um so I think uh, hopefully there'll be uh, the industry of um, eating eating like non completely non meat kind of products and things will um, will be able to grow at a fast enough rate that um, people will be able able to um, very quickly adapt to that because it's um, they'll be gaining the same amount of like nutrients and, and all that and the, the things they need in the diet. Yeah, I can't I can't wait for the synthetic meat labs to start <laughs> pumping yeah, out. Yeah, I, I, that's really weird. Meat grapes. Yeah. <laughs> that is yeah. very strange. I do um, want to try a meat grape, honestly. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I, I don't know how I feel about meat grapes, but um, <laughs> it is quite interesting how you can um uh, like they're trying to genetically just make meat which mm. is um this tastes the same and is, is exactly the same basically in, in all yeah. qualities. Um, I mean, the main benefit of that, obviously, is that no, well, uh, one cow will get injured, but <laughs> injured, killed. Injured. Uh, injured. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, they only took injured. a steak. Yeah, they, they only... <laughs> Could have been terrible. Could have been but, terrible. Like, I um, wonder who it's, who it's fucking aimed at, because it's definitely going to be really expensive, but the people who can afford it are probably already just going to be having, like, delicious well, steak dinners. It would have to, it would have a lot of competition. It's probably a bit like the whole, I mean, it wasn't even that long ago, like, even, like, ten years ago. I mean, like, vegetarian stuff and, like, that kind of meat okay. was fucking ridiculously expensive because yeah, oh, it was like a new now, kind of fad. Yeah. Whereas now, I mean, okay, sure, you'd probably still argue that it's not incredibly cheap and it's not as you know oh, well so, bought as meat but it's definitely now. plummeted in price in regards to what it was even like 10 years ago yeah oh, absolutely. they would definitely yeah. have to make like a shit ton of of fake meat before it starts becoming <laughs> a little commodified right like exactly. <laughs> i i cannot see myself eating just in a like a realistic sense not as it this isn't me saying i'd be opposed to it but i can't see myself having that on a dinner plate in at least like 50 years i don't know yeah it needs to kick no, off no, exactly like a normal dinner plate really i mean yeah that would be your regular thing gen genetically produced meat is <laughs> holographic not, meatloaf is, yeah no exactly it's not quite uh up there right it's not quite the, it's not a very big market yet i gotta no, imagine um but you know i, I could definitely appreciate um the people that do make that complete jump from uh, just completely cutting out uh, any even dairy in their in their life or any mm. meats or any, any anything like that because um, it's quite you know it's you definitely can make a very very strong case for um, uh, how it's going to be better both for you and um, uh, has true. less like really? is, has less like bad environmental impacts and, and such. I mean, you could be vegan. I mean, like you know. It's definitely yeah, increasing your veganism. I mean, all you have to do is take like 50 million multivitamins a week. But like, <laughs> other than that, you'll be you'll be sorted. You can no, you'll be laughing. I mean, grass. Yeah. You know, I think there's, there is definitely a way to to practice it. I suppose to um, to be to be vegan and not have to sacrifice like being healthy and still have like a, the best diet and stuff that you can have. But I mean. Mm. Um, yeah, no, there is obviously uh, a big, a big thing. I mean, there's a big joke about um, you know, vegans, and uh, uh, there's a lot of sort of stereotypes, I suppose, about them, which has um, evolved over over the time. And it does, it's not helped um, by no. certain certain people, like uh, like that vegan teacher, um, etc. <laughs> Uh, it's it's yeah. really not helped because it, that, they're the kind of people that like to really shove it down your throat to make you feel guilty for, for eating meat. Um, whereas that's not the way to change people's minds. Um, mm. Because I mean, a, a big part of it is um, no matter how many times you say a thing, I mean, certain facts won't change people's minds. You really yeah, because 
Uh, there's nothing more frustrating than, than when like when I'm when somebody is trying to like make a change, but then they start out by saying like you're all doing this thing wrong. It's like shut up. No, no one wants to believe that. You know. Exactly, um, it's the same with a lot of things. I mean, really, who do you think Jehovah's Witnesses are really converting? What's their converting rate at this current? <laughs> That's interesting. Country? Not very high. Knocking on your door. How many people <laughs> have converted to Christianity via Jehovah's Witnesses knocking on your door, going, "Excuse me, um, uh, would you like to um, engage some religious practices with us?" No, thank you. No. <laughs> are, you, are you a follower of Christ? Do you accept Christ? Oh, fuck off. Oh, dear. Um, thank you. I actually did get an answer from Google. Oh, wow. <laughs> no way. <laughs> um, the conversion rate is tiny. At around three baptisms a year for every 100 publishers. Um, so not very many actually. <laughs> um, so basically just some friends and family that about three friends three. and family <laughs> go oh, 100 yeah. of them. 100 oh, of them in a year. If I was like really bored i would probably let a jehovah's witness into like into my house and have a cup of tea or whatever to talk about god but then like try to steer the conversation into like somewhere else and just make them completely forget why they're here <laughs> my, my granddad used to do that he wouldn't he used to get jehovah's witnesses and he would usually invite them in and then he just sort of he'd sit down and he'd be like oh, i'd like a cup of tea talk about that he just let them talk and then he just goes right yeah all right See, See ya. <laughs> have, have, you seen, um, the, have you seen the comedy um, Black Books? Huh? No. I don't think so. Oh, no. it's, about, it's about this um, this Irish this Irish guy who runs this books bookshop, um, and he, he's with uh, I think it's Bill Bailey, um, oh, yeah. the, uh, the 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 other guy in the in the show, um, who's the, the shop assistant, um, and there's this there's a scene. Um, you can the um, audience, you can look this one up. Um, but there's the point where um, this Jehovah's Witness comes to the door and the Irish guy's um, compl- whole episode procrastinating doing his taxes um, so much so that he calls his own mother which he would never do um, and he's, he's, he's really procrastinating about doing his taxes so much so that he invites his Jehovah's Witness into the house <laughs> and the first thing this Jehovah's Witness says is um, so he, they do the whole, um, oh would you like to talk about Jesus? <laughs> and, 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 and he goes yes, yes please do come in and, and they're like what? Are you sure? <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> I, I've never got got never got this far, and then he gets them to sit in, and they're sitting together like really awkwardly. He's like, "Yes, yes, please, let's talk about Jesus. Like, please, I want to know everything." And he's just got no idea. Uh, it is fantastic. So yeah, definitely. Look that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To think they even remembered their lines after that. <laughs> their lines. No. Do you no, follow? Uh, do you do you follow Jesus? Uh, no. Because no. if you say yes, they'll go. <laughs> Well, you've already converted, so what's the point? You go, exactly. oh, brother Kiflam, or whatever, and then you leave. But, <laughs> but if you, you, you should try it. The next no. time a Jehovah's Witness comes to, your, comes to your door, let them in. You know, have a conversation. Let them in. Invite them for tea. Let them in. <laughs> I would love to talk about God with you, please. Talk to me about Jesus. Please try and convert me. <laughs> it would be interesting. I mean, I would be like, tell me something I don't know. What's the most legendary thing Jesus has ever done? If he says something like, oh, he resurrected. No, no, no. What's like, like the most badass, one, cool thing that Jesus has ever done that I don't know about? And if they don't say something interesting in five seconds, they're out of my house. Like, if they're, go- if they're asking to talk about Jesus, they better know every last inch, nook and cranny and detail about him. I think my favorite Jesus moment was when he flipped his shit in that temple. The fig um, tree one? Oh, I, there, what, there is the fig tree one, but it was the other one. Um, it was the like the, guy, the guys that were gambling. In, yeah. In like the, oh the yeah. Or something. So he came and he just like started flipping the tables over. I can just imagine him having a proper hissy sick. fit. Good God is not gonna like this. Stop <laughs> it. Stop <laughs> it. He gets beaten up by a bunch of guys because he's just flipped over their card table. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. That's what actually started the whole. Um, the That's why he got crucified. Thing. Yeah. That was. It was that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He just, just seems like a bit of a dickhead, really. Bit of an egomaniac, <laughs> probably. No, he's a great guy. Just you shouldn't gamble. Religion. Don't gamble. <laughs> yeah, really. I think I think religion should be should be dissed. Quite frankly, I think really? Get, wow. Getting, okay. I think they've been getting away with it for too long. Quite frankly, especially the church. Okay, I will let you. Um, I'll I let respect. You, uh, I'll let you just tell your I, opinion. 
I respect all religions. I'm not associated with Chris in, in this instance. Personally, <laughs> I, I will, uh, I will, of course, because I mean, uh, I, I've, I've definitely got a few things okay. to say about okay. certain, well, certain his, things as well. Regardless. Here's my, here's my, I, 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 I would probably say I have some pretty, pretty profound views upon religion. However, I'd say that to, from the get-go, I'd say that I have nothing against people that practice religion. That Absolutely. isn't what yeah. my criticism is. One, obviously, you have extremists, but then you have extremist branches of every single belief that there is. Yeah. So it doesn't. That, that's regard. That's just <laughs> a problem with human atheists. beings. Extremist <laughs> Reddit. Yeah, well, Reddit. <laughs> Reddit moderators. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, so yeah, I've got no problem with the people that obviously follow. But I feel like religion, the idea of religion, is probably one of the greatest evils that that has plagued humankind. Just I, I, throughout I, history but it's completely I, I, natural though it's, it's exactly kind of, but that's the problem it's is weird, that it's but... an issue that we have and that we've evolved to have with it, it what comes with consciousness is I, the idea yeah. of trying to look for a higher power what caused the consciousness or what it's like why do we have the consciousness exactly and what because it is we exactly. can't quite deal with the fact that we might be the ultimate beings te- by technical means on exactly. earth and we're just I, like no no there's got to be something a bit better than us but what? <laughs> well, no, because there's no, no proof of anything better than us, other than what we've made up, and that's it's, the point. It's the you reliance. Know, the and, exactly. It's the reliance yeah. of a means to an end when there probably isn't one. Exactly. Yeah. Well, uh, exactly. I mean, I watched something very interesting yesterday. It was a, it was a Darren Brown um, documentary on. Um, it was it was titled like a uh, faith and like psychology or something, um, mm. along those lines. Um, but his his point. Um, was to show that he could induce um, a very religious experience within um, this atheist. And this atheist was actually a, a scientist which um, deals with, uh, in the placebo industry, of like uh, mm. medicinals and things. Um, and he said that he was going to be able to give this person this very strong religious experience um, where, you know, she was going to feel all of this um, love and everything from, uh, from God and from uh, uh, from all of her family and everything all at once, basically. And he was going to do it in 15 minutes, just for a conversation. And he did this, I love Darren Brown, you know, he did this thing um, where he, he basically talks to them and uses, like, subliminal messages in his wording. He taps, like, the table um, when she's feeling certain things, um, and then taps the table again to make her feel those things again, and then he gets her to combine different you know, imagery in, 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 her, in her mind at the same time. Um, and at that the end, weird. you know, he and he he leaves the room. They're in a church, and he leaves the room. Says, "I'm just going to leave you here for just a couple of minutes." Um, and you know, she's she's there, and you know, ten seconds in, and she she breaks that. She stands up, and she literally like, clasps her hands, and she breaks down into absolute tears, just like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and, and it's like not a paid actor. She, no, no, no. Oh, she. I don't. I really don't think so. No, I mean, um, I I truly believe that this this person was completely sincere and it was the way um Dara brown made her ach- achieve this feeling i it was i completely convinced that it wasn't staged I need to or watch that. Any, anything like that um, yeah and think... and she described it afterwards as if you know all of the sort of love and everything that she's felt from all of her friends family had been amplified times a thousand and just hit her all at the same time and it was just from Darren brown's words and it was the way he combined like uh Uh, just certain words together and with a greater kind of presence, a greater being um, and he just links the kind of things together and it also helps that they were in a church and the way he um, uses certain gestures and things and um, he's very good he's always a hypnotist basically, he's incredible I might be wrong but I think well the the way I imagine it is is since it's like, since it's made out to be like quite the spectacle the the the, pers- the hypnotees like in their head or whatever are like okay I'm gonna challenge this and try not to think about any like uh, holy or, or religious well, related thing and then exactly, they, and then they yeah. end up thinking about it so much that it's like well that was actually as a result exactly what he um, made sure to avoid um, so when it when it came to this um, this this talk uh, that he was having with her. He made sure to avoid talking about, directly talking about religion and God to her at all. You know, it was it was really quite a casual oh. conversation that he had with her. Um, Did you say they were in this... a church or not? Or where were they, they were they were in a church. 
uh, at this time. They were they were in a church, and I think she was aware of uh, she wasn't completely aware of the program that was happening. Like the uh, there was like an audience in a studio that were following like this story of her. Yeah. Um, so she wasn't aware of what the episode was about or what he was trying to achieve or anything. Um, it was just that she'd volunteered for this thing, and this was this was how it was, this was how it panned out. Was there um, anyone around when she was like no. clasping her hands and reacting? Um, no, it was just her. It was just her That's, on her own. She was. That she was is com- weird. She was completely convinced that she was on her own in in a room, just in in this in this church uh, at this sort of altar, um, and they they had this wooden table that was. Um, uh, that she was sat at with Darren Brown and he left the room for two minutes um, and she just felt this really powerful experience. I mean, it was an experience. She would have to be an amazing actor to fake what she did because it was just <laughs> like, oh my God, she's... You know, it always felt like, oh my God, that's, that's, that's crazy insane. the way she feels. Can um, you imagine like being completely alone and being compelled to just to do that much while while completely by yourself? It's no, so exactly. Weird. No, it's, it's, I mean, he's, he's brilliant. But the point of the show was that he was uh, the, the the whole point of the thing was that we, the humans, created this uh, was a greater purpose to try and fit, uh, to, to try and to try and make justify sure we, it. Yeah, to make sure that we had like a, a guidance yeah. um, in in life when we so we didn't like do sort of immoral things. Because like the main thing was like. Uh, so when no one's in the room, we wouldn't do like a moral things anyway. Because there's someone just... watching or whatever. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The, he also did this other experiment where, um, so the, you know the um, the things you get with like carnival things. Yeah, uh, it's like a, an electric um, wire like loop that you have to drag around a, a metal yeah. Um, yeah. thing, and, you, and if you touch it, it buzzes. You know, you know those things. Yeah. Um, well, he put he set one of those up in this room, and this is just before. Um, the actual studio show happened, and he just he just set it up with uh, a few of the um, people that had arrived uh, a bit earlier, um, and it was just a, a fun sort of activity. Um, but it was one of the producers that was um, sort of monitoring this thing that was going on, um, and the producer would so every time the participant would make a mistake, would hit make it buzz. Um, the producer would press this button um, to to record how many times it was uh, they'd they'd hit it, um, and it would come up on this computer screen like just the number one two three four five every time you press the button to, to make a mistake, and and this computer was within reach of the person, so if they made a mistake on their own, they'd be able to press it as well. Um, so the producer left the left the room. Um, to the participant, it was like, could you just carry on with that a second? Could you just carry on just doing the uh, um, this oh, thing uh, yeah. for this? Uh, and yeah, just uh, and every time you make a mistake, just press the button. Um, and it was one guy, you know, he buzzed it like like seventeen times, and he only um, recorded it like seven times, basically. However, they tried this again with another set of people, um, and this was and this uh, this time they had a chair. Um, in the room, and the producer told the participants that this chair was an antique um, sort of chair. It was an antique chair, and it's actually known that you know someone actually did die in this chair, and there was a sign on it saying like uh, this name and um, some details about it. Um, and he's like, yeah, so this this chair is actually really old, and it's going up for auction, selling for loads. But we, we just had it here today, and he, he made us some sort of story about mm-hmm. why it was there in the room. I can't remember exactly why it was. Um, but just that alone, just that idea that there could be a presence in the room. When the guy left, all of the participants in that room recorded basically the, almost the same number of mistakes on the computer that they did as, as they as they buzzed. Um, and so Darren Brown, was, his point was that even just the idea of a presence or some greater being or just anything like that can make a person behave so differently as to when they think mm. they are completely alone, and so that was his point of, uh, about sort of faith and religion and how it all mm. comes into it and how it was all intertwined. And I just thought it was very interesting about how a producer could just tell this the, these participants, the separate group of participants, how you know, there's a chair in the room and now there's a presence there, and yeah, they all it does. acted completely differently. Mm. And they were not they were not like a uh, it was a target audience or anything. It was random people. Some were you know kind of religious, some were completely atheists. You know, it was. <laughs> That does really explain a lot of like ghost stories, because like especially with like younger people, they're they're much more imaginative. So they would just be like, like if they were in an older house or whatever, they'd be like, dude, what if someone, what if that chair is cursed or something, and then they start yeah. their presences in their head or whatever. 
well that, that's the thing with with like the paranormal and things with that is that is it, it it's all kind of down to what you want to what you want to happen so if if you go out or if you look if you're like in a dark room and you think really really hard that there's a bunch of terrible evil things in this room with you <laughs> Eventually, exactly. you're going to start genuinely thinking that there is. You're going to make up sounds. You're going to start making yeah, up feelings. Absolutely. Or like if Whereas you've heard... if you, yeah, it's the same with anything. So if you go somewhere, going, this is like an abandoned uh, mental you, yeah, you go to at 3 a.m. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Heard, like, and you go, shit about it. Yeah, and and it's like, oh, I'm going to see, I'm going to see some ghosts. If you think that, you are going to see some ghosts. I'm telling you for a fact because you're going to go there looking for them. So any noise or anything that you see. Or, anything like that in your mind is going to be oh well I've just seen a ghost whereas if you go to anywhere thinking "Um, I'm not then you won't (laughs) you can sit in that dark room for hours it is is funny you say that because I mean Darren Brown also on the same show did exactly the same experiment as you basically just Mm. described he he put um, several participants um, individually in this uh, um, this it was this like sort of abandoned kind of um, back room of this church. It was like this sort of tunneled um, room of, uh, made of just completely complete brick. Um, he placed a chair in the middle and it was um, completely dark. Um, and he just got various people to describe what they felt after being in that room for sort of five, ten minutes. Um, and, you know, the people that were a bit skeptical, um, you know, they, they were like, you know, I, I saw a, a figure of a, of a girl actually, and she, you know, she had no face, but I could make out the outline of her. And and, and someone else said mm. almost the same thing. You know, she saw this mm. this head floating in the in the, <laughs> in, in the room. Yeah. Obviously, there was nothing there. Um, and then there was this person that was a complete sort of atheist, basically. Um, and she was like, well, you know, honestly, this is pretty fine. I, I can hear the because uh, it was a railway line that ran above mm. this place as well. I mean, I can hear a train now. Yeah, that sounds. <laughs> she kind of just played along with yeah. it. Um, yeah, so it's it's interesting. Yeah. Oh, wait, the psychology of the the, the mind yeah. when it comes to um, religion and, and faith, and obviously plays a huge part into it. And none of this is at all to say that um, it's bad in any way. I mean, oh, no. uh, uh, having faith in things uh, can often be a very positive thing for uh, many many people. Um, and it's just it's completely down to your own interpretation. Uh, I really hope no one, none of our thousands of viewers go away. Um, thinking that we're all completely against uh, against religion or anything like that, but yeah. I do appreciate. I just you have something against religion. Yeah, I, I just <laughs> am. Progress. I just am. Yeah. You, you're, yeah. You're I'm not. I hope. Uh, yeah. But I think if you're watching this and you belong to any faith, just you know, absolutely, pa- all power to you. Um, just know that uh, I just personally um, <laughs> just just completely dislike the the business that you're associated um. with. But other than that, <laughs> oh, I, you know, fine. I don't I don't not like you as a person. I, no, you know, exactly. Because I don't fucking like, know you, probably. I don't like Netflix, it. but I don't hate people <laughs> that have <laughs> Netflix. <laughs> it's yeah. I you judge people. You should judge people on the individual rather than the, the group exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Unless you know they're part of the KKK or whatever, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and then you can make some pretty solid assumptions. Yeah. To their Not, for Chris, though, character. Really, Not for me. Completely. No. Oh, but even hold on though. Even, <laughs> then, even like, there, many times. <laughs> Okay, there were people who joined it just because they were um what was it oh who's the guy i'm sorry there was a guy who talked to people who were, mem- who were like ex-members of the clan and and found out that like the sort of reasons they joined were because of like multiple i think economic factors to do with like their, their poor living situation and then mm-hmm. having some something or an idea to blame it on uh, yeah but that's where most kind of hate shit. Yeah, it's that's weird, where kind right? of like mass hate comes from. Is the yeah. idea of wanting uh, another group to blame. Yeah. You know, can... On the idea of um, just a good little segue here from uh, <laughs> the uh, the ideas of religion and race and hate and the evil of mankind and the human conscious. Poetry. Poetry. Is cool. Yes. Yes. It's <laughs> something that we hold very dear to our really heart. Really important that we do the poetry. I love the podcast. You know, you can believe whatever you want, but we believe in the higher power of poetry. Exactly. So, um, I'd like to pass you over to uh, to Isaac to um to close off the show with everyone the everyone's favourite uh, poetry corner. Yeah. Well. Isaac, poem, take it away. This poem is called "Lines and Dots." There you go. (laughs) Lines and dots. The cars beam around the track of 
the Monaco Grand Prix. <laughs> Lines and dots. Lewis Hamilton wins the Saudi Arabia Grand Prix. In Congratulations. Congratulations. <clears throat> Do not joke, for this isn't a joke. For the dots race around the track like tiny blips on the rings of Saturn. <laughs> Except no one else is there to see it. Lines and dots, lines and dots. Scraping across the battlefield are lines and dots. <laughs> <laughs> lines and dots, lines and dots. That's the end of the poem. I fucking hated that one. Is no, that I a line? <laughs> that's the end of the poem. Or is that you saying that's the end of the poem? Lines. <laughs> <laughs> dots. Scribble tangle. Scribble. I can't tell if the poem's over or not. <laughs> <Is> it... <laughs> no, he lives in a constant Lines dots. Fate. Lines and dots. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's Thank good. Very much. I, I like... he says that's it, it means it ends. Yeah. I like the technique of you saying that's the end of the poem. <laughs> the <end> of the <laughs> about midway <laughs> through the poem. Yeah. Was... But it's like a, it's like good. in music, the uh, the uh, the S Al Coda or whatever it is, where you have to go back. Exactly, uh, just like, like oh, your technique in music. I am a musical student, actually, so that was that was intentional. You that are, was very um, symbolic of them, you know, the the struggle of some shit. It was just very important to mention the Monaco Grand Prix. Um, and the Saudi Arabia well, yeah, Grand Prix. it's very poignant. In it's these... very poignant in our times and the society. And yeah, Joaquin exactly. Phoenix is a uh, things documentary, which you should have. A look Joaquin at. Phoenix was also um, uh, in. Uh, Walk the Line, in which he it was an autobiographical uh, film based upon the life of country singer Johnny Cash, in which he played Johnny Cash, and that was that was very good as well. That's got nothing to do with the documentary or anything. Like that, <laughs> that jo Joaquin Phoenix was in, so I thought I'd recommend that for anyone who hasn't seen yeah. it. <laughs> um, <laughs> interesting thing about Joaquin as well is he was actually in a film they made back in oh god, it was like way back in 2019 called Joker. Uh, uh, really? Yeah, it depicts like a guy, and it's like a slow descent into into madness, and it's sort of like through the lens of the, this comic book character. But they really make it; they they almost like humanize it in a way, in a very demented way. So it's, it's a good watch. Guy, yeah, wasn't he the guy that killed Robert De Niro? Yeah, Robert. Yeah, he murdered. He, he actually he did. Uh, he's dead. Uh, Robert De Niro. Yeah. Yeah. Rest in peace. Rest in yeah. Rest in De Niro. <laughs> yeah. That was good. Was he not on that ad? Like the, the De Niro car. Yeah, Joaquin <laughs> De Niro <Phoenix>. car. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Like a Kia, Kia. Nah, nah. Kia. The, the, the De Niro, the, the, um, the, trendy, the, Nero. the trendy, the trendy Nero. The cafe Nero. Well, after the film was. Anyway, it's a shame. Yeah, well, that was Never a good, good little thing. We do like Robert De Niro and Joaquin well, Phoenix. We weren't talking about Robert De Niro. We were talking about Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> 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 Robert De Niro. <laughs> Just, what's Robert De Niro like, done recently anyway? What's he what's he in? The Irishman. <laughs> the Irishman? Yeah, he's always in like he's in way more things than I, I can remember. He's he's mm. like in these masterpieces, but then he's also just like he does a bunch of other stuff throughout the years. Oh it's know, like it's like Al Pacino. Al Pacino like, uh uh what was it called? Uh Jack and Jill. <laughs> yeah, Jack and Jill. Yeah. Duncatino. That scene was really euphoric for me movie. because I, I, I only knew that scene before knowing what film it was in, and then when I watched the film, it was like, holy shit, this is the best day of my life. <laughs> if you haven't anyway, seen Jack and Jill, um, no, don't, don't watch it. Don't watch it, really. Adam Sandler, <coughs> comedy film. Um, it's a good film, they have a, they have a far joke in it, it's like the funniest thing of all time. They yeah. kill someone in the film as well. Yeah. I think it's my favourite film. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, it well, might well, be before my before this is uh, this is wrapped up, I, I would like to uh, mention again that we are very grateful that Thomas Jackson is not here today. Thank uh, to God, be, right? To be with us. Um, <laughs> Thank I, God. I, <laughs> I was completely joking, of course. <clears throat> anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. I was I, I definitely said this was a bit more of a serious episode. We we talked about topics today. That was quite. Yeah, we did. Right. Yeah, really, yeah. We kind yeah. of fell into the. Uh, we went. We completely went against the rules of the dinner party. Really, don't talk about. What is it they say? If you're ever at dinner, don't talk about what, religion. religion. <laughs> yeah, religion, religion, politics, that kind of thing. That was yeah. yeah it was a visceral and a blood curdling so, episode. It was. It really was. Episode for what we're really. A refreshing about. episode. <laughs> it was refreshing because <laughs> I drank the blood of the the viscera and the. What the we were coil. missing 
with the sounds of Thomas going, no, 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 an hour listening to us ramble so congratulations to you Random yeah applause. you know what thank you thank you thank you you did great this time i thought <laughs> that your performance this time was perfect listener so well keep it up right, but, you know. <laughs> love, anyway love it and God bless. of course thank you very much anchor fm once yes. again yes absolutely oh thank you anchor yes for allowing us to broadcast this please don't close down in 2024 please <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and on that note, from everyone at the Such and Such podcast, uh, goodbye. Yeah. See you around. Bye. Bye. See you Bye. Later. Twat.